My name is Willow Bascalia, and my passage is from the book of James. The very first line of this reading sticks out to me the most. Whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know the testing of your faith produces endurance. This verse may sound incongruous with how we normally think. When people face challenging trials, they want to take the easy way out or feel pity for themselves. However, I like to think about it differently. I believe that everything that happens is part of God's plan for us. Believing this allows me to face my trials of any kind with joy and confidence because no matter what happens, I know that God is already one step ahead in his plan. Throughout my life, I've had to persevere and push myself to try new things. From the beginning of freshman year, I knew that I wanted to start playing lacrosse. I had never played a team sport like it, for I had done ballet for 10 years and also played golf and tennis. Although these sports are difficult and require much endurance, I had never been on a true team. The first day of tryouts, I was super nervous because I had no idea what I was doing, but luckily some of my friends were in the same position. I was pretty bad, but so was everyone else, so I didn't feel alone. However, as the practices went on, my friends that once were as new to the sport as me started getting the hang of it when I could barely even catch the ball. During drills, my teammates would get mad or roll their eyes when I would drop the ball. I started having doubts about whether I should have started the sport or not, but I didn't want to quit. I wanted to get better. My parents were encouraging me along the way too. They bought me a bounce back so I could practice my catching and throwing every day. In the summer, I was eager to join a travel team to continue practicing my skills. It was always fun and my coaches were amazed by how much my skills had improved. I wanted to push myself to get faster too, so I started running to build up my endurance. At first, I could barely run a mile without being completely out of breath. But as I kept pushing myself, I was able to run farther and farther. This season for lacrosse, I was a starter on JV and made my first four goals. It felt so good to have all my hard work finally pay off. Just like how I had to persevere through lacrosse, I've had to persevere through my faith. I'm going to be honest, church isn't always my first place of where I want to be at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, let alone 8.30 for confirmation class. I've grown up attending St. John's, but only sporadically. I always had a strong faith and used to think that praying and practicing on my own was good enough, but this year I have realized a difference. By forcing myself to wake up early go to confirmation class, stay for church, or come to evening youth group, I've introduced myself into a new community here at St. John's. I am now able to see that practicing my faith more on my own was merely not good enough because I wasn't sharing my thoughts, doubts, and questions with people who believe the same as I do. 
In conclusion, I have come to learn that working hard for something and keeping up my endurance pays off. Having doubts along the way may seem like a setback, but in the long run, it will help me grow and gain a deeper understanding and is all part of God's plan. Thank you. Uh, Good morning. Uh, My name is Molly Biggs, and the passage I chose is from the book of Romans. Never judge a book by its cover. That's a phrase I'm sure we've all heard a thousand times. A key point in our ethical curriculum. It's one of these lessons rooted into the stories we were told as babies. And it's something we continue to hear about to this day. Often laced into the headlines we see through the media. Society has its many ways of reminding us that it's not nice to make assumptions about others. But do any of these constant reminders actually prevent us from doing it? To be realistic, not really. Although many of us don't notice it, prejudgments happen all the time, everywhere. We are all guilty of doing it at some point or another, intentionally or not. But why is it such a big problem to our society? I grappled with this question for a long time. For years, I just assumed it was easy for people to put their true selves forward. That people always looked and acted the way they wanted to be seen by the world. As a little girl, everything seemed so uncomplicated. It made sense to be able to draw at least some conclusions upon first contact. Actions speak louder than words, I thought, and appearances. Sometimes it was their clothing style or the way they wore their hair. Other times, it was just the manner in which they carried themselves. Such minor characteristics are irrelevant in the context of someone's complex and unique identity. Yet for so long, it was on the basis of these things that I defined the people who surrounded me. About six years ago, I finally realized how wrong it was to make judgmental assumptions. It was a lesson learned first from a tragic discovery. The story began when I was in early elementary school. Starting in kindergarten, there was one boy in my grade who was always negative. Every day, he talked about the things he hated. P.E., schoolwork, lunch, music, you name it. We all grew quickly impatient with his pessimistic attitude. His behavior didn't improve as we got older either. By second grade, he still shunned those who attempted to become his friend. He refused to speak with the teachers who reached out to him. As for us students, we saw him for the excessively rude attitude he constantly displayed. Nobody seemed to care what was driving him to act this way. Nobody thought to care. Then one day, I learned something about him that changed everything. He said that his little sister had been in a house fire, and the firefighters weren't able to save her. I was horrified. No words could possibly describe the remorse I felt for presuming him to be rude. Of course, he wasn't being rude, he was grieving. For years, we'd all just been too blind to see it. 
Hearing this boy's story became a pivotal moment in my life. It made me realize how easy it is to misunderstand others. I learned that prejudging others is not just unfair, it's cruel. In a way, it's a form of oppression. It takes away one's chance to be seen for who they really are, to share their perspective with the world. Worst of all, it's something that exists universally. Despite our best efforts to prevent it, it's a habit many of us start from a young age. It's the type of issue that follows us throughout the various stages of our lives. Many have already experienced it by the time they walk into kindergarten. It continues to worsen throughout middle and high school. Most teenagers can probably agree with me when I say it's not easy to always feel comfortable completely exposing yourself when trying to make a good first impression. And that it can be also hard to look past the first impressions others leave on you. But we must. It's not our right or responsibility to judge others. It doesn't matter what we think we know. In no situation can we accurately draw conclusions about who someone else is or what they've gone through after just barely interacting. If they're ready to open up to you, then they will. If they don't, it's still not okay to guess what's going on in their lives. My goal for the future is to focus on improving my own identity and becoming the type of person I'm proud for the world to see. Maybe I can't completely eliminate others' judgments from the world, but I can try to see past them myself. The majority of the time, the misjudgments we make are due to a lack of understanding of each other's circumstances. We all know God doesn't want us to judge each other on appearances, but most people think that means he does want us to evaluate each other's morals. But like I learned from my elementary school experience, there's often a much bigger picture behind one's behavior. So that leads to a new question. If you can't make assumptions based on others' appearances or actions, then how are you to decide what kind of person they are? The short answer is that you don't. As my passage stated, each of us will be accountable to God. Let us therefore no longer pass judgment on one another. If there's one thing reading that passage has taught me, it's that God does not intend for us to make judgments on the basis of our own faulty perceptions. We are accountable for our actions alone. God does not care how others see us, only how we choose to identify ourselves. There is so much more I could reflect on, but if I were to sum up all my learning in a single sentence, it would be with the following quote. Those who judge will never understand, and those who understand will never judge. Thank you.